Now podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello and welcome to episode 167 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we are going to be talking about the Hoffman sign. We're going to be talking about what this test is used for, how to perform the test, the clinical significance of this test, and what to do with your patient when you have a positive sign. And we're going to be talking about so much more than that, but if you could just hold for a moment, we are going to uh, step aside here and hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Welcome back. So this is going to be our last podcast in 2020, and uh, I am really gearing up for 2021. I can't wait for it. I think it's definitely going to be a better year than 2021. 20 was, uh, but uh, you know, it's been challenging for uh, for many folks, and I think we just need to uh, stay strong, push ahead, and uh, continue to do what we do best. So as of some of you know, I have put a lot of videos together regarding the Hoffman sign. Um, if you've been to my YouTube channel, you'll see a, a lot of folks in there with either MS or um, hyperreflexia associated with this. You might see some cervical spine stenosis uh, and other diagnoses associated with that. But today, what I really want to do is I really want to break down the Hoffman sign and discuss why I use it and what I do when I find somebody who has a positive test. So the Hoffman sign has been used for over 100 years. It's been used for a long time, and I've been using it for a long time in my practice. And it's such an easy test to do, and it's so quick, but it can be so meaningful and really help identify a problem early on with a patient. So you see this test, you know, there's a positive Hoffman sign, most commonly in people with cervical spine myelopathy, usually because of spinal cord compression in the cervical spine, but not only in that situation. Um, so I'll start by explaining, first of all, how to perform this test, and then I'm going to explain the response and then what happens you know, once you have a positive test. So here's how you do it. Patient has to be in a relatively relaxed position. I usually have the patient sitting maybe with their arm on a plinth or on a table and um, so that that arm and that forearm is in a relaxed position or I may just have them put their forearms right on their thighs so their hands and wrists just kind of dangle there. And then 
what I do is I will then hold the patient's hand and I'll put their fourth and fifth fingers in my hand while I hold the tip, that DIP joint of their uh, middle finger. Now, it's important that you stabilize that DIP joint so it doesn't flex or extend. Then what I'll do is I'll take the, um, the nail of my index finger and flick it just like this. Maybe you'll be able to hear this. I will flick the tip of their middle finger with my fingernail going from dorsal to palmar and get that really quick click of the fingernail. Then I watch the thumb and I watch the index finger to see what happens. Now if the thumb flexes and adducts and or the index finger flexes also, then that is a positive sign of a, a positive Hoffman sign. So what happens here when somebody has a positive Hoffman sign? Well, well, why does a why does this reaction happen? So your nervous system works constantly to suppress your spinal reflexes so that a person uh, doesn't always overreact to external stimulus. So there's always this suppression in your nervous system trying to hold you back and hold the nervous system down a little bit. But when there's been damage to the spinal cord, especially of the cervical spine or the brain, when you flick that that nail of the middle finger, that index finger and thumb will flex and come together. And that's just because the spinal cord is not suppressing that action from happening. So that's why somebody would have a positive Hoffman sign. Not everybody who has a positive Hoffman sign has an upper motor neuron lesion, though. I need you to remember that. There are some people who are what I call neurologically wound up. Um, they just don't suppress the nervous system very well. It's just the way they're put together. Um, if it's the same on both sides, that's less significant than somebody who has it just on one side. If somebody has it just on one side, you really need to be thinking of a neurological issue here. And to be honest with you, research actually has found that this test is not very statistically significant in regards to a diagnostic tool for um, neurological disorders. So why do I use it so often then? Well, let's talk about what it can indicate first, and then I'll talk about why I like to use it so much. So the, the number one reason you would do a Hoffman sign would be to identify cervical spine myelopathy or spinal cord compression. So the, the central spinal cord canal um, can be smaller either with osteophytes um, and or some instability of the cervical spine and that causes cord compression. That's the, really the number one reason I use the test. But I have also discovered people with MS while doing the test. Um, we have identified people with hyperthyroidism, which is quite interesting, um, and people with traumatic brain injuries or brain tumors. Um, you will see this happening also. So a little tip here. Um, you should be more concerned if the patient has a problem with just one side uh, rather than a bilateral positive Hoffman sign, okay? This test only takes about 10 seconds to do on both sides, so it's, it's not a very time-consuming test, which is something you should remember because this is why I pretty much do it on almost all of my patients because it's just it's a flick of one finger, flick of the other finger, and then I continue on with my evaluation. So what do you do if a patient has a positive Hoffman sign? 
What I then will do is check their reflexes of their upper extremities. So I'll check C5, C6, C7, so triceps, um, brachioradialis, and uh, biceps, and um, see if they are hyperreflexive. If they are hyperreflexive, then I need to be thinking in the direction of a, a neurologic issue, upper motor neuron lesion. I will then go to the lower extremities and check the reflexes there. If they are hyperreflexive at L4 and S1, again, I then become a little bit more concerned. I will then have them take their shoes and socks off, and I will do a Babinski test um, to see if there is a positive finding there. And then I will also um, test ankle clonus. And if I find all of the above, I definitely am more concerned about some sort of a neurologic issue going on here. Um, and then what I do is I typically refer over to a neurologist, a neurosurgeon, and or a physiatrist just so that we can help identify the source of this issue. You know, is it a tumor? Is it just a hyperthyroidism issue and it's a medication problem? Um, you know, it can be as simple as that. Does the person have MS? Uh, and so I leave this up to the professionals, the folks who do a lot more of this. They are able to order all the special tests and do all the diagnostic imaging that needs to be done. And to be totally honest with you, we have seen a dozen, I've seen a dozen patients in my career where we have identified significant issues um, at, a, at an early stage uh, before any other medical provider and, uh, and got these people headed in the right direction early on to manage their issues. And so um, it's not something you see very often, but uh, when you do, it can be pretty life-altering for a patient and uh, can really start to help them at, uh, at an earlier time rather than a later one. Um, so some departing tips today. Don't hang your hat on the Hoffman sign alone. You need to do it in combination with other neurologic uh, clinical testing. Um, technique is super, super important here. If you are not stabilizing that distal phalanx and holding it really snug and flicking the finger just right and getting the nice little click, um, you're probably not doing it right. So if they don't have flexion of the uh, thumb and, and index finger, then it, it, it may not mean anything and, and you may have missed the uh, the diagnosis there. So make sure you practice this. You can practice this on, on just about anybody. Um, hard to do on yourself, but do practice this on others. Now, I will have a video linked in the show notes here. What I did is I, I did this for you folks. I did a Hoffman sign uh, on somebody who was positive and I did it in slow motion. So you can see exactly how I hold the patient, exactly how I flick this finger, and you'll see exactly how the finger and thumb uh, flex. And this is a positive sign and uh, I think you'll enjoy this. And please make sure that you go onto my uh, Hoffman and Neurological playlist on YouTube and you'll see a lot of these folks with different diagnoses like hyperthyroidism and, um, and uh, issues like cervical spine stenosis and cervical myelopathy. And you'll be able to see what these folks look like. And you'll even see all the other tests I talked about a while ago uh, in some of these patients. So be sure to check that out. Um, you know, again, I've helped many people discover serious issues earlier, and I hope that you can too by just adding this simple little test to your evaluation of your patients. 
Folks, thank you so much again for listening to Orthoi Valpal. And, um, you know, this is our last episode in 2020, but OEP is going to really jump here in 2021. We are adding more content to our website. We are doing more webinars, live courses, downloadable courses, and um, just getting more information out to you so that you can feel more comfortable as a medical provider doing orthopedic evaluations and even some neurological evaluations like we talk about with using the Hoffman test. So, folks, I hope you um, have a a great 2021 coming up here, and I just uh, can't wait to uh, keep teaching and uh, bring more content to you. So take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.